Awesome. Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Uh, so, I'm Sarah. Uh, and I wanted to start off with a story. Uh, so this is the view from the home that I grew up in. I had a pretty great childhood. Uh, I grew up on a rural property just outside Ballarat in Victoria, on a mountaintop with views across the countryside. And in the middle of the family room, the roof had this great big dome in the middle of the plaster and the light bowed in the middle as well. And as a kid, I always thought that was a little bit strange. But, you know, that was just the family room. Over the years, it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Until eventually, the plaster started to break away from the walls. Uh, and mum decided that that was about time to get a builder in to have a bit of a look at it. When Jason the builder walked in, he was shocked. He was like, oh my God, I have no idea how that hasn't collapsed. He refused to even walk into the family room. He was like, I, he, he basically just refused to even come into the room. And I was just thinking about all of the times my brother Matthew had uh, slammed the front door and mum had been like, don't do that, the roof will collapse. Because literally it could have. <laughs> Or all the times my dad would get on or in the roof and we'd be laughing away, watching TV in the family room, not knowing at any moment in time the roof could have easily collapsed on top of us because he was basically putting pressure on the beams. And over the years, uh, and then what, what ended up happening was Jason actually did walk into the family room and he put up a metal pole to help support the, the roof temporarily. And our roof is like a lot of digital transformation projects. The framework is technically there, but it's moments away from collapsing because the foundations weren't laid properly. And so today, I'm gonna to talk you through how you can avoid this fate, how you can build a strong framework to help support your digital transformation project. But before we begin, what is digital transformation? Digital transformation is the use of digital technologies to create new or modifying existing business processes, people, culture, technology, and customer experiences to enable or modify, uh, to allow us to meet whatever changing business requirements we have, and then also any other requirements that we have as, as a business. And so it's really about enabling that future vision and strategy that we have as an organization. And so getting away from the dictionary, what does all of that mean? Uh, how can we make meaningful change that we will be good for the customer and good for business and being able to align that, which sounds pretty easy, like, right? Turns out it's easier said than done. In fact, vast majority of digital transformation projects actually fail. Up to 95% of them fail. And that's quite a lot considering most organizations go through a digital transformation at some point in time. I've been part of projects that haven't got across the line, and I'm sure you have too. And I've also been part of that 5% of projects that have been wildly successful. And in my 10 years of design, I've seen exactly why certain projects fail and others flourish. And there are five main reasons as to why they may fail. Number one, being unprepared for setbacks. You need to be able to adjust and change and be agile for all of the unexpected things that might happen as part of a digital transformation. Number two, not having a clear vision and conflicting priorities. 
you need to have a vision and a strategy of where you're going as an organization and then be able to adjust and change based on that. Number three, resistance to change. And so this is where everyone has culture shock to the change, they don't want to adjust, they don't want to move, and they really don't see the value in the digital transformation. And then number four, doing too much, too fast, all at once. And so this is where uh, everyone's having, everyone's basically working on things that don't have a solid business case to implement. And then number five, I'll press the button. Number five, lack of leadership. And so this is where leadership needs to be there supporting the digital transformation because transformations go for a really long time and you need to have support from executives and you need to have support from everyone across the organization to be making that long-term commitment for it. And then there's one thing every failed digital transformation project has in common, poor foundations, the dodgy roof, and Every successful digital transformation project has a strong framework that is functional and effective because when you have a strong framework, then you have the perfect blueprint to succeed with your digital transformation and to get in that top 5%. So today, I'm going to share with you the framework that I use. It's tried and tested and there's only three letters or letter that you need to remember, D, D and D. So the first one that we have is define. And so the first part of define is define your objectives. And so this is really around <laughs> uh, getting everyone aligned. <laughs> Sorry, the slides are hilarious. <laughs> Do say so myself. <laughs> it's really about getting everyone aligned and on the same page and making sure that everyone knows what you're working on and what you're doing going forward. And so what I love to do, uh, and what I did for when we were working on a new loan management system was basically bring everyone into the same room and get them on the same page and really start to define all of these different components of our project to make sure that we all knew what we were doing and we're all together for the journey. And then the next part is around defining the ways of working. And so as part of that loan management system, what we we're doing was understanding how do we work together? What's everyone's role? What are they doing as part of that? And so what we were able to uh, define as part of that was when are we meeting as a team? And so we were working with a team that was uh, international. And so we what we did was we had stand-ups in the afternoon to be able to meet and connect with each other. And then the other part around defining those project objectives is really about making sure that everything's aligned to your strategy as an organization. And then the project's made a big rock so that everyone knows why it's important and why they're working on it. And then as part of that, making sure that you have a steer co who's your executive team, who's, who's giving feedback on those project objectives and bringing everyone together. And you're giving them updates constantly as well. Then you want to define your current experience. And so this is really about understanding everything about what's currently happening in your experience in detail. And so knowing what pain points exist, what are, what are the opportunities that you have, what are the positives? And then one of the parts that often is missed is really around defining the value and the differentiators of the current experience. Because if you don't understand that, then those can sometimes be the things that get thrown away. And they're sometimes part of your secret source as to why people come to you as an organization. And so when working on a phone-based advice experience where we were 
basically trying to understand that current experience. I spent time with a headset on, uh, listening to calls, and then just sitting next to them and really observing that experience. And being able to see how they had three laptops set up to be able to actually, uh, uh, two screens and then a laptop, to be able to actually see what was happening uh, to be able to go through all of the different manual processes that they had. So one screen they'd have like an Excel file, the other one they'd have like email or like um, where they dial out to the customer and they had Salesforce. And then they also had on their screens, like everyone taped, had taped there, all of their compliance requirements to make sure that they set it. And so then mapping that out so that we can then really get into the detail of what are we doing and deeply understanding that current experience. Then you want to define your future experience. And so this is getting really clear on where are you heading as an organization? What are you doing? And making sure that everyone as part of the project knows what it is and why, and what's going to be part of that digital transformation and that journey that you want to head towards. And it's making sure, again, that it's aligned to your strategy of what you want to do as an organization, too. And so when working on a new treasury experience, what I did was I spent time observing the team to really deeply understand all of the different components of how you do uh, trust management and being able to understand uh, what, like, when do they do sell-ins, what are some of the manual workarounds that they do, how does all of it work, and so that then I could start to see all of the manual fun activities that they got to do in Excel. Uh, I didn't end up using Excel. They wouldn't let me touch their stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then as part of that, being able to then go through and define all of these different components as part of that future vision. And one of the key parts that we found as, as part of that project was to really deep dive and define the roles that we were building for and what were the needs of the team. Because what I found was that they didn't actually want to scale the team. Like Most teams want to scale, but they're like, if we have to scale, there's probably an issue. And the reason they need to scale is because of all the manual activities that they were doing. And so I spent time understanding what do their roles look like in the future as part of this digital transformation and really deeply understanding that they wanted to keep it about three people on the team. They really wanted to spend more time with product. They wanted to spend more time with our operations team to basically spread the good word of treasury, uh, which, like, why would you want that? Uh, <laughs> and so being able to spend that time with everyone else meant that I could understand the type of tools that we needed to design for the organization as part of the digital transformation. And so as part of that, defining all of these different components of how they relate to each other around strategy, the benefit, the value that we're delivering, not just for the experience, but for the people as well. Because all of it, as we've heard today, all of it's interconnected and as we know. And then, now that you've done that, it's time to decide. So this is where you decide on your selection criteria. So this is where you're starting to look at new tools and figuring out which ones you want to go with. And so your selection criteria should be informed from your, current, from your future experience and using that to then put together a criteria that you're then able to use to go forward with to assess different platforms. And so it's really about understanding what exists in market and then what is your vision and where is that overlap there? Like, is there an overlap? Have you gone like way too big that, that you actually can't find anything in market, that you actually have to build something yourself? And being able to map that out and understand it, like do we have to build certain components ourselves? And so what I did was, when deciding on a new decisioning platform is that what we, we went to market basically to understand like, do we want to go to market? Do they have the offer like what we're looking for? Because we had like a lot of components that we were looking for around like machine learning, around being able to have agent, uh, have our credit team do it all themselves. 
And we decided that certain parts would actually be built in-house, and then other components would be, we'd be going out to market to select that tool with. Which then brings us to decide on your technology. And so this is where you're going out to market, doing those assessments with different technology teams, uh, te technology companies, to understand what are they offering? Does this match your vision? And either like looking at their websites to refine that list, because there's so many ones that exist in market, or getting them to do showcases for you. And so what we did for that decision in platform was that we, we narrowed it down to, from 10 to four different options. And we spent time with them doing detailed showcases with them to really understand how did it come to life? Was it something that we could implement as part of our current ecosystem? And would it allow us to bring it to life with our, uh, in alignment with our vision? And then once we did that, we were able to then narrow it down to two different options. And so this is where we had one option, which was, looked like it was built in the 90s and no one updated it ever. Uh, surprisingly, it still had like fancy tools, like, which I was shocked at. Uh, and then the other option that we had was like a startup where they'd spent a lot of time like making the interface look really great. It was missing a few of the features. Uh, and then we were able to then basically do that comparison and that assessment of it to really figure out what's right for us and what do we want to go forward with. And as part of that, doing those detailed case studies of giving them different artifacts to test it out for us. And so then, as part of that transformation project, what we did was we spent time putting together our recommendations of this is which one we, we recommend as a team that we should go forward with. Uh, thankfully, for my own, own soul uh, and happiness, we went for the one that looked very pretty, but it also still worked. Because <laughs> uh, the other one, yeah, it was basically a very fancy Excel document. Uh, <laughs> and then the next part is to decide on your minimum lovable experience. And so you have your technology, and now it's time to figure out what can you build in the timeframes that you have. And so this is really about that marrying of the value and the effort together to make sure that you're able to deliver within those timeframes, and then also making sure that you're solving all of those pain points that you have identified at the, in the first phases of the experience. And then? What I did was for another project where we were doing a transformation of how we delivered financial advice and we we're bringing like goals-based advice in where we were using people's current goals and aligning that to their finances was to be able to test that out to figure out what is our minimum via, uh, lovable experience was we spent time, basically we created a game board that we tested out to, with our customers and with our financial advisors to get them to start to tell us like what are they looking for uh, what level of like our goal achievability measure did they want and what other features should we include as part of that? And what we found was actually that the goal achievability measure that we had that measured how likely you were to achieve your goals, that was the key component. And so then we were able to then map out on our timeline, this is what we're looking at delivering and then make those adjustments to be able to bring that to life to go, well, actually we should focus on these other pieces that we're going to deliver more value with. And then going back to another example that, I, that I've been talking about around the load management system, what we did was we spent time defining our minimum lovable experience, and then we then spent time defining our experience and defining as well as part of that, what are we going to deliver as part uh, in, a, in a week? So we had a two-week sprint where the first week was experience planning and the second week was delivery planning. And so being able to map that out 
uh, with all of our core te uh, key te team members to be able to understand what are we looking for uh, to deliver as part of the experience, and then can we actually deliver it? So going through and defining those stories to really understand whether it's gonna be something that we can do as a team. And as part of that, we built out an end-to-end -end blueprint that basically brought that experience to life and then used that to play back to teams to make sure that this is what we were looking, for, looking to deliver. Is it right? Is it, is it gonna get us to where we think? And is it gonna solve those pain points that we've identified as part of our current state? And we really used it to basically get that alignment with each other so that we could all be on the same page. <laughs> and then as with that blueprint, what we also did was we highlighted all of those different parts to highlight what are the parts that we're changing and what are the parts that are gonna stay the same in the experience that we're gonna rebuild on the, same, on the pl new platform that we've selected and so that we can then show team members that this part's gonna actually change and this part's gonna be new so we can start to use that to communicate to the wider teams. And then we have deliver. And so deliver is really about delivering your technology. So you've selected it, you've defined your minimum lovable experience, and now it's time to deliver all of it, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, and so this is making sure that you're able to implement the right thing and apply that continuous delivery uh, mindset where you're basically thinking about what you're doing, planning, doing, and then reviewing it. And so making sure that you're iterative and incremental because just because it's a new technology stack uh, doesn't mean that it's like you've made all of the right choices during the discovery phase. And so making sure that you're constantly reviewing to ensure that you're gonna give the customers the best experience. And so one project that I observed was where we were delivering a tax calculator for financial advisors and customers. And what happened was we were doing, uh, what happened was what was delivered ended up not being used by anyone. And so what, when we did like a bit of like a post-mortem on the, the dead tool, uh, we found out that there wasn't enough discovery done and there wasn't enough like continuous iterative and incremental improvement that was made through it. And so what we had, what we found out was that they weren't using it because it didn't have enough, didn't give them enough confidence and clarity. And so what we, what then had to, had to happen was there had to be a pause in the project where we then went forward and did more discovery so we could then improve the experience going forward for the users so that they actually used the tax calculations. And it wasn't just a, something that just went in the bin. And going back to that, that example that I had around the loan management system. Uh, so to make sure that we didn't have that, that sadness of having to pause everything and then redo discovery, uh, we spent time after we had that two-week inception. So we had that experience planning and then we had the delivery planning. And we spent two weeks afterwards to make sure that we were set up for success, that we had everything that we needed to be able to have a successful project. And so that included making sure that we had our delivery plan defined and then also refining those designs to make sure that everyone knew what we were gonna be delivering was right. And then also that we had a plan to go forward to validate our assumptions so that we could make sure that we weren't gonna deliver something that was wrong. And then the next part is deliver on your change management. And so the key element of a project is making sure that people use it. Like, uh, like that example I had before where no one used it. You wanna make sure that people use it. And so change management's more important than delivery because if people who are gonna use it don't understand the value or it's not gonna be right for them, then there's no point in building it. Uh, and which is why change management's more important than, it's not just comms 
and it's about continuous stakeholder engagement and engaging with them constantly and taking them on that journey of working with them closely, letting them know what you're doing, what do you like what is the why behind it, making sure that they align with the why that you've crafted together. And so to make sure that I have the right people involved in all of the sessions. What I'll do is I'll map out all of the different stakeholders and highlight who are the key influencers and who are the key decision makers. And then it, and then it allows you to then know who needs to be involved in what session and who's really essential to, to either have like one-on-one -on -one sessions constantly with or to engage and make sure that they're always making the, those choices that are required. And so, uh, on that project around the advice creation, where we, we, what we were doing was we were creating a new way for financial advisors to create financial advice. What I did was I mapped out that, that landscape of what all of our stakeholders, and then I then figured out who was part of our core team, who were the people that were gonna be working on the project day to day, and who were the people, who were part of our extended team? So who were the like, subject matter experts that we were gonna be engaging with? And so what I was able to define as part of that project was we had our three Steves. So we had Bondi Steve. Uh, he lived in Bondi. <laughs> he was very, very tan. <laughs> uh, tannest of all the, Bondi, uh, of all the Steves. Uh, <laughs> and so he was our, pro uh, our proje project um, director. And then we had Tech Steve. So not sure if you know where he works. Uh, and then we had uh, Product Steve. So he was our product manager. And so being able to identify all of the Steves and then myself uh, as part of that core team, who do we need to engage and work with across this project? Uh, and then obviously define which Steves which, so we didn't get them confused. And then we have the application, uh, when I was working on an application experience, we were de defining a new way to apply for a product. And so using a slightly different framework to make sure that we're defining who's gonna be involved in that end-to-end -end journey of the project and so using the RACI formula to basically go through who's responsible, who's accountable, and making sure that we're really identifying all of those different people as part of the project. And so we're able to then define, once we started that project, who are the, all of these different people and who do we need to engage across all of these different sessions that we're having to start to define the experience that we want to deliver. And so as part of that project, we spent time mapping out creating an engagement plan to start to identify all of these different people who are gonna be involved at the different points in time. And what we were able to then do was engage different team members to make better experiences as we needed it. And so say when working on, working with the, bringing the data team in allowed us to then understand from them how we could use benchmarks to validate information, how we could make the application easier for customers so that we didn't have to ask as many questions and they could get easily through the experience without us having to ask them 50 questions, or how we could make sure our, all of our controls are embedded in the experience without having to uh, not be compliant. And then we have deliver your North Star. And so this one's really about, so you've delivered that minimum lovable experience, and now it's time to take it further. And so it's really about making sure that you have everyone engaged and involved as part of the project, and then evolving what you've delivered and testing it with people, and then doing continuous discovery with them to make sure that it's, it's working for them and they're using it. And so one of the projects that I worked on was around the collections experience. And so what we were doing was we delivered a, a bit of the experience, and then we put together a, 
uh, basically like end-to-end -end discovery plan of how we'd engage them and how we chat to them. And so some of the questions we were asking them were around uh, whether there was any gaps in our, like trying to figure out if there's any gaps in our knowledge and understanding what other tools they were using. And so as part of that, doing an experience survey with them so we could use that for exec with executives to be able to then play back how customers are finding the experience and what are some of the things that they really enjoy as part of it, or what, or what are some of the things that they aren't using that hasn't improved their, their ways of working and are still taking the same amount of time. And what we were able to then do was understand all of that and then have some really good metrics that we could then play back to the executives to let them know that people are actually using what, we're doing, what we've delivered and therefore we should probably like, continue delivering more, uh, but also get that buy-in from them that we've delivered something that's of value and that's gonna be used by our collections team. And so what we're able to then also do is highlight all of the different screens in a user flow where we mapped it all out to show what are we gonna update in the next part of the project so we're able to get everyone on the same page. So, there we have it, define, decide, and deliver. So, the framework for a successful digital transformation. And every digital transformation also needs four critical factors embedded in it. So, we have the three Ds now. We have the three Cs. Uh, four Cs, I can't fucking count. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, now that we have four Cs, uh, the first one that we have is culture. Uh, so this one's really around making sure that everyone is working closely together, they're engaged, and they have really good relationships with each other. And it's about bringing them on the same journey so that you're able to work effectively together. And it's also about making sure that everyone's committed to the plan and the vision that you have. Because if people don't know the value, then you're gonna have problems going forward in the project. And so an example that I have is when working on, the, on a decisioning platform to make decisions around how people apply for a product, uh, the team was starting to get really frustrated and they're basically like this. Uh, and they were struggling to work together effectively and what we needed to do was come together and spend time realigning on our values of who we are as a team and making sure that everyone knew this is how we wanna work together so we can give effective feedback to each other and also connect with each other and also demonstrate all of these values with, in a team that, that's able to, to basically work as, as one and also develop those relationships because all of the different values that we had were really around aligning us to have positive intent for each other, so not assuming the worst, and then also being able to have those open conversations with each other so, that, so we're able to raise any issues that we, we have at any point in time and as part of these op open conversations, it allowed us to then have vulnerability with each other and then also build those, build our, how we were able to connect at different points in time. And so it meant that we weren't just yelling at each other, it meant that we were actually building a culture within, within our team that really worked well so we could deliver at speed. And so what I did on another project was we set up our ways of working and our cadences where what we were doing was we had all of these different ways for us to engage. And then we have, on Fridays, we'd have Friday fun. Uh, obviously, Friday's the funnest. Uh, and we'd basically play different games with each other uh, where we'd, we'd do like drawing games. We'd do, uh, try and figure out like where the different like Google map location was and being able to have those fun moments where it's like and celebrate what we delivered as part of that project. And then the next 
one is around communication. And so this is a really around having those check-ins with your executive team, making sure that you're connecting with everyone, you're having your stakeholders engaged, and you're having check-ins with your subject matter experts, and that it's also about having honest and transparent conversations with everyone. And making sure that they're all on the same page as well, so that you're not getting to the end of the project and it's like, well, why did you deliver that? It's like, no, we're like having that continuous engagement. And so on that same project, what I did was we had our sharing cadences as well in, integrated into how we connected with each other and how we shared with others. And so one of the ones that we had was around the steer co. So how we, uh, we'd share, we'd come with specific questions that we'd have to ask the team. And this would be part of our executive team members on this steer co. So they'd be giving us direction as to where we're going as an organization and then also helping, helping answer questions for us as well. And we'd come with them with any blockers that we had, or also just general questions about what, what we were gonna do next as well to get input on. And then the other part is sharing it, sharing it showcases. So sharing to the wider organization so that everyone has an update as to what we're doing and why. And so at all hands, we'd be, be sharing how we were going. So are we green, amber, or red? And letting them know, why we're at that stage. And also, if we delivered something, we were able to scale up the product and we were bringing more users on, then we were able to then share with them, this is what, this is what we're doing, and celebrate that success together as well. And then the third C, which is cost. Uh, so this is really about that marrying the value with the effort. So for any digital transformation project that you have, you really need to combine, uh, make sure that everything is worth the effort because it's such a large project and it's gonna cost you a lot of money. And so you want to make sure that everything makes sense and that it has a solid business case. And so on a project that I was working on around a application experience, what we, would, what we did was we put together a, basically like a, an opportunity, opportunity areas and used it as like our business case by providing different pieces of detail, uh, different metrics around how, how that part of the experience was going. And so it had our pain points of what wasn't working well and so one of the things that we found was that the quality of the customers that were coming through wasn't the best because uh, they weren't qualified, they weren't actually going to uh, be able to apply for the product, and so our agent time, our sales agent time was being wasted as well as the customer's time because they'd go through the whole process, wait ages, and then they wouldn't get the outcome they were looking for. And so mapping all of that out so we knew as part of that transformation, what, what do we need to do and what, are we going to get the value from it? So being able to highlight as part of that what is the activity-based costing? So how much does this cost us to do? And then also, how much will it cost us to build as well? And is this worth it? Should we do something else? Uh, should, we, should we prioritize another opportunity instead of this one? And then we have change. Uh, so everything should change. Uh, it's part of life, it's part of business, and it's also part of digital transformation projects. And it's the only key to success. And being able to get comfortable with that change and being able to, to flow and adjust based on that allows the project to evolve over time. And one of the key things for, to enable, to make sure that you're accepting of change is to make sure that, <laughs> uh, is to make sure that you're measuring things, to make sure that you're on track. Because if you don't have a, a direction of where you're going, 
then it's gonna make it hard to measure as to whether you're still on track as you make all of those changes. And so around when we were designing an application experience, we used the time spent by agents and how long it was taking them to get through applications, how long it was taking customers to apply for funds and get that money. We're using that to measure to see how we'd improve the experience and whether it had gotten better or how it was going. And as part of that one as well, what we had was, uh, as part of designing a new loan management system and bringing that to life, what we also did was we do fortnightly retros where we'd go through the good, the bad, and the opportunity. And so this would be really around uh, understanding what do we need to improve and what are those changes? Like we all know a good retro. And so what we found was that we needed to allocate five minutes at the end of each meeting to be able to spend time and allow other team members to ask questions and clarify. As we had people on our team that English was their second language and so allowing them that time to ask those questions so they didn't go away and we made sure that everyone was on the same page. Or as part, as part of that project as well, making sure that we had transition, plan, uh, yeah, transition plans for people so that each time we had someone leave or a new person come on the project that we had a really easy process to make sure that they were onboarded as part of it. And what we found was that having Confluence pages set up meant that we didn't have to do, that we were able to have them get on board and we didn't need to do so many new ways of working sessions. They were able to, they were able to know what, what was their role and what they needed to do as part of the project and how they were gonna be involved. And then as part of a project where, again, where we were doing advice creation for financial advisors, what we decided to do when we were creating that system was we'd get up to 70% confidence because we knew that things would change once we delivered it. And so not spending that time perfecting everything and ensuring that we're spending, spending the time on discovery, but not all of our time on discovery and refining the design so that everything's incredibly perfect. And what we found was when we were doing this that we were deep diving on, on how we provided tasks for agents, uh, for financial advisors. And what they ended up doing was, how they said that they were gonna use it, ended up being slightly different. And so what we were able to then do was deliver it, test it, figure out what worked, what didn't work, and being able to adjust it as we went. And because we hadn't invested so much more time into perfecting it, it didn't feel like throwaway. And it meant they were able to easily make that change and move forward without having to worry about losing time because we'd spent an extra two weeks or so testing it and we were able to just deliver it and see how it worked. And then, and then the other part of change is to be able to pivot easily. And so on that same experience of delivering a, a new financial advice experience for financial advisors, what we initially did was we got customers to give us all of their details at the start. Uh, after, the, after, our second after our first conversation where we'd explore their goals and we'd gather all of their information. And then we'd have a session where we'd explore, like what are some of the actions that you could take around your advice and what could you do as a, as a, as a customer? And then we'd then basically give them a plan of, of how to achieve their goals. And what we found was because we were measuring how we were going, we found that actually customers, like we didn't have a, any different in conversion rate. And what we decided to do, because it was such a big task for them to provide us all of their details, we decided to then pivot, adjust, and only collect a small amount of customers' details uh, in between those two conversations. So we did explore their goals, 
collected some minor like basic information around like name, like address, uh, salary. Then we'd have our next conversation so they could see the value in the converse, in engaging with financial advice. And then we'd then have a final conversation with them where we'd collect all of those extra details that we were missing. And so, let's recap. Uh, so, uh, here we have it, define, decide, and deliver. So, digital transformation projects aren't unlike other projects that you've done. Uh, they're just at a larger scale and potentially have a lot more people involved. And so, as part of your project, it's important to define your objectives, your current experience, and your future experience. Then decide on your selection criteria, your technology, and your minimum lovable experience. Then finally, it's time to deliver your technology, deliver on your change management, and also on your North Star. And any project only works if these four things are in place which are around culture, communication, cost, and change. And making sure that these elements are all embedded in your project uh, as part of any digital transformation. And so, you might be wondering, what happened with the roof of my family home? <laughs> like, did it survive? Uh, so, it did just. Uh, after months of having a metal pole in the middle of the family room roof, we finally got it fixed. But it took over four months, and it ended up going into winter, which isn't the best time to change a roof of an existing home. <laughs> and it cost tens of thousands of dollars, and it caused a lot of stress. And this is what happens when your digital transformation project doesn't have the right structures in place. It's about getting clear on defining, deciding, and delivering. And just like a great roof will last you many years, your digital transformation project will have a lasting impact on the business. Thank you very much for coming along. <laughs>
design as part of that because otherwise like you'll end up with like the 90s tool uh, that just puts you back <laughs> yeah uh, instead of like going forward as an organization awesome any other questions for Sarah please join me in thanking Sarah thank you so much thank you.